What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to go ready. I love the textures, man. This Friday and every day. This says, wasn't Alyssa Milano supposed to move to Canada? Yeah, I think she's threatened that several times to move to yes. Canada. Depending on who the president then is. Then they don't move. Then No, they stay. They all stay. They never leave. And people are begging to get here. That's right. You know, what a country. Hey, a lot of folks uh, talking Bijan John Robinson, and we will certainly continue to do so. Our buddy CB on Twitter, Chris Bennett, sent us a cool video that uh, from Barstool Sports. It says, Bijan John Robinson wears number five because he grew up idolizing Reggie Bush, which is true, and because we're talking about Barry Sanders comparisons. And then there's a video side-by-side of uh, Bijan and Reggie. But again, say this. say that. So Reggie Bush was a good good running back, but come out of USC, Buck, he was six foot, 200 pounds. You know, Barry Sanders was 5'8", 200 pounds. Bijan Robinson is 5'11", 220. I mean, this is a this is a power back because in the NFL these days, when they when they rank a running back, they they give him the the the, the big or small, right? Is he a big back or a small back? Mm-hmm. Big back is two twenty and up. So Bijan's right there at the at the cutoff. Yeah, I mean, he weighed in at two fifteen at the combine, right? Uh, but he played at two twenty at Texas and he got slimmed down for his forty time. He can play at two twenty and play fast at two twenty. So that I mean when we compare the greats of all time, I mean I'm not Bijan has a chance to go on and be a great player, but this is what the NFL is, is salivating over with Bijan is he's he's got the size of a bigger back and the power of a bigger back, but obviously the elusiveness of a smaller back, and he can catch and he can run routes. So it's uh, it's a total package situation, which might he may buck the trend of running backs not going high. But we say this, but in pretty recent times, see Saquon Barkley went second overall. Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey was a top ten pick. Um, you know, it's not completely an outlier, and that's where Bijan is six days. Yeah, you have to, to be draft. a separator. He is. He separates from the rest of the group. Yeah, he's he's a difference maker, as he said to uh, Howie Roseman, the GM of the Eagles, difference maker, and he is. He certainly is that. And some would say that this year, Steve Sarkeesian didn't make him enough of a difference maker in no. key key times and key spots on this football team. But uh, you know, that's for another day. Uh, we'll continue the conversations for sure. We're going to talk to Bobby Burton coming up. It's good to see Bobby. You know, Bobby is uh, on three sports inside Texas, but makes his home outside Nashville now, where on three sports is ho- located and headquartered. He was down on Bebo Boulevard, though. Got to see him on uh, while we were doing our, our pregame show. He stopped by. So we'll talk to Bobby, his thoughts on the spring game itself, what he's hearing coming out of the spring game for the Longhorns, and uh, just general thoughts. Bobby's been doing this a long, long time. Heck, he covered you. He did. When you were coaching at Texas and recruiting at Texas back in the 90s, early 90s. Hey, can we get to the uh, other headlines, though, trending topics to kick off your Friday morning? Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. And, uh, yeah, start with the Longhorns baseball team, 14th ranked in the land, sitting in first place in the Big 12, halfway through the 24-game schedule, and feeling pretty good. Their pitching staff has the best ERA in the Big 12 conference. They also boast the number one defense, and that uh, pitching staff may get some reinforcements, or a reinforcement, a big one coming, with word yesterday from David Pierce that Tanner Witt is on uh, a great track to return, the 6'6", 225-pounder, who underwent Tommy John surgery early last season. Uh, it's had a great rehab, no stumbles so far. 
far are setbacks, and according to Coach Pierce yesterday, he could be back for the TCU series this coming weekend. Uh, after next, uh, this weekend, the Longhorns are going to play three games with Oklahoma. Starting tonight, 7 o'clock is Game 1. Lucas Gordon, the Longhorns' ace, will get the ball in Game 1. Games 2 and 3 set for 2.30. Remember, get out there early on Saturday. It's going to be Taylor Youngman jersey retirement Saturday. Of course, he'll become the eighth player ever in that program's history to have their jersey number retired. His number 26. Youngman was a two-time All-American in the 2011 Dick Hauser National Player of the Year. Seventh-ranked softball team was supposed to start their start their showdown series with Oklahoma State last night. Third-ranked team in the land. Another Mother Nature had other plans. That game was postponed. They'll now open that series this afternoon at 4.30. Wrap it up with a doubleheader tomorrow at McCombs Field. NBA playoffs, three games last night, including a couple late tips out west. Golden State led wire to wire, shorthanded as they were. They still rolled past Sacramento, 114-97. Steph Curry scored 36. Jordan Poole Stepped in in place of the suspended Draymond Green and scored 16. Warriors also played without guard Gary Payton, the second who was out with an illness. Down the coast in Los Angeles, it was the Phoenix Suns running past the L.A. Clippers, 129-124. to 124. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant led Phoenix. It was the Kawhi Leonardless Clippers, by the way. You know, Leonard was out with a, a knee sprain. Uh, Booker poured in 45. How about the early game last night? 76ers take a commanding 3-0 lead in their series with Brooklyn, 102-97. There, Major League Baseball, Rangers and Astros both off last night. Rangers will host the A's this weekend. Houston's in Atlanta for a fun early season series, rematch of the 20, 2021 World Series. Red Hot Round Rock won again last night in Sacramento 2-1. to Also from the MLB, Mets ace Max Scherzer suspended 10 games by the league uh, for his ejection after being uh, finding a foreign substance on his hand during his start this week. In San Diego last night, Fernando Tatis Jr. returned to the Padres lineup for the first time in 594 days. Went 0 for 5, but he was back. News from the NFL. As expected, Dallas Cowboys have exercised the club's fifth-year option on wide receiver C.D. Lamb. 24-year-old coming off a career year, 107 catches, over 1,350 yards, and caught 9 TD. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a fool this month. Come to Top Gun for great deals on steel lawn equipment and Toro, Hustler, and Gravely Mowers to kick off spring. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Well, at least Scherzer went peacefully this time. Last time on the mound, he went crazy when all this happened to him. He did again. He got pretty mad the other day. But. No, I mean, he threw his glove. I mean, they, he changed gloves twice. I mean, I'm thinking, guys, dude has changed glove. What is this stuff, just coming out of his pores or something? Got two different gloves. The last time he took his belt off, his cap, almost took his pants off and threw it to the home plate umpire. I mean, it was – this is a little different. He went – this is more quietly. Well, he's just mixing Ross and, Ross and sweat, right? That's what he says. That's what he says. Umpires aren't buying he it. He said, now I those- swear on my, my kid's life. Well, right. now, the, now the league is – you can never trust a guy with two different color eyes, I don't think. You know what I'm saying? If you ever look at Max Scherzer, he's got two different – he's one of those got unicorns. He's a cat. Yeah, he's yeah. got two different color eyes. It's weird. Uh, but he uh, – you know, the, the league is suspended. He said he, he was originally going to appeal that, and then he, he decided not to. Yeah, I mean, if he's a He'll great pitcher, he doesn't want cheating on the mound. Sure. So. Well, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. Yeah. So is that what – for pitchers, when you're suspended 10 games, is it still just – Ten games. Yeah, it's you know, ten games. Ten, it's not, ten games for it's one your start. Team. Two starts, maybe. Yeah, two starts, most likely, uh, or one if they want to stretch him. But yeah, right. that's, that's it's really a two start for a starting pitcher. It's two. It's ten games for your team. Ten of your team's games. Fernando Tatis was out with that PED suspension. He's finally back. Five hundred and ninety-four days later. You know that's he's got work to do to get back into the good graces of that fan base. But he led off last night. Went zero for five. Struck out a couple times. And the big question on him is coming back from that wrist. Remember, he broke his wrist riding oh, a motorcycle. Yeah. Can he get that bat speed going and be the hitter that he was? And uh, that will be a big story in baseball. Yeah, Ray mentioned the Rangers have a chance to mop it up this weekend. They're playing the A's, who are really bad this weekend. 
Rangers are already off to a 12-6 and start. Astros are in Atlanta. And the Longhorns playing the Sooners. Get out there. That'll be fun for Taylor Youngman. What an honor for that young guy uh, to become one of the eight retired jersey numbers, 26. And really any athlete that wins a National Player of the Year honor while playing at Texas will have their number retired in pretty much any sport. And he did, uh, pitching for the Longhorns back in 2011. So he'll be uh, honored on Saturday. And the Horns have an opportunity as well. I mean, I know we'll say first place, last place matchup, but that's Oklahoma. Treat it like they're in first place and you're in last place. I mean, that's how you got to mindset-wise for the Longhorns go into that. But, man, we've talked about this and, and teased it for a few weeks now. And I've said that, you know, the really when, when to me, for the Longhorns last year at the number one team in the land, the pivot point to the to the season that didn't end up in a championship was the Tanner Witt injury. I mean, think about the ability to maybe get Tanner Witt back right when you need him, right? They're struggling with the back end of the bullpen. They're struggling with, you know, six outs a game to, to close things out. And they're still winning. And they're still winning. They're still in first place. They still have the best team ERA in the conference. And as David Pierce said to us yesterday on the show, he's really happy with where they are. He just thinks they have so much room to get better. And you know, even the guys that they do have pitching can pitch better than they did last weekend. Um, you know, Lucas Gordon has been a rock on Friday nights. Zane Morehouse has been pretty good as the closer, but he also can have his rough outings as mm-hmm. we've seen. But man, to get to just I mean, Tanner Witt's a big six five, six six kid, two hundred and twenty five pounds. He's an intimidating presence that you put into your pitching staff, whether he's pitching at the back end. I mean, he's kind of got that Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander mentality when he takes the mound. Uh, and as uh, David told us yesterday, he's just such a great teammate. He's there on the top step with the team through this whole rehab process, cheering his team on. What a jolt that could be if he's back pitching next weekend. And whatever the role is against TCU, because David Pierce was with us yesterday, and he said he threw 30 pitches yesterday, or on Wednesday. He needed to get in and see Tanner today to see how his, his arm feels and his recovery and it sounds like it, everything was great. And that's why yesterday afternoon at a, at a media availability, he said he could be back by next next weekend when they play the Horn Frogs. And as we debated earlier, Buck, would that be, you know, come out as a starter, just knowing you're going to start, get warmed up, get out there and get a certain amount of pitches and yeah, get out? pitch that, you know, because, you know, it's 27 out game. You know, yeah, and you're nine coming outs in nine under, outs. under, under some, some duress late in the game and you're just firing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you want him to come out as a, as a middle reliever or closer in a, in a tight situation? Or would you rather just let him start the game, get two innings or 60 pitches or whatever mm-hmm. the number is under his belt? It'll be interesting to see how he and Woody Williams approach that. Uh, but good news there. But the Longhorns have to take care of business this weekend. Right now, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Uh, Longhorn football team took care of business last weekend, uh, wrapped up the spring with the spring game. It was a 21-10 to win for the white team, quarterbacked by Quinn Ewers. Uh, also got out of the spring with no injuries. They've already added a player out of the portal this week, the kid from Minnesota. Let's talk about all that with our friend Bobby Burton, Inside Texas on 3 Sports. I've uh, uh, been doing this a long, long time. He joins us on the Vaqueros Hotline. Bobby, good morning. Morning, Aaron. How you doing? Doing great. Good to see you. About last Saturday, as you stopped by and said hi, that was uh, hadn't seen you in a bit in person. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I, I'm glad uh, everybody got out uh, that did to see the spring game. It was a interesting game. Uh, of course, there's a it's a zero sum game. You know, if the offense wins, that means the defense loses, and vice versa. What were your key takeaways, Bobby? You've seen a lot of spring games for the Longhorns and, and other programs. Uh, what did you take away from it of most note? I really like the defense uh, probably more than than I thought I would at this stage. Um, They really stopped the run well. Losing Keandre Coburn and uh, Mora Ojomo I thought would be a a little bit of a tall task, you know, to replace two veteran guys like that. But I think they're going to be able to do that, adding Trill Carter, uh, the guy that started 24 games at Minnesota at defensive tackle this 
this week will certainly help that as well. But I, I just felt like um, if you look at every level of the defense right now, defensive line, linebacker, and secondary, they're as talented on D as they've been in a, in a long, long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, how did you, Bobby? When you when you looked at the offensive line and they didn't have everybody playing, you know, guys didn't play during the spring and didn't and didn't play in the spring game. But it did, from the guys that you saw play, is this a a movement in the in the right direction with this offensive line and kind of almost like year two with some of these kids? Yeah, and and Bucky, I'm not sure they're they're not still a year away. So yeah, right. Because um, ideally, you start playing redshirt sophomores. Right, mm-hmm. and they've had that two years in the program, et cetera. Um, based on what Steve Sarkeesian inherited, that process has uh, uh, accelerated. Now, it's one thing when Kelvin Banks, who is a you know, I don't want to say a freak of nature or anything like that, but he's certainly a different category because he came in so ready mentally and physically. Yeah. You have guys like Cam Williams, Neto Miyazulu. Um, Malik Ogbo, Connor Robertson, Cole Hudson was out this spring. You have those guys starting to to, to really mature as well. Um, I, I feel like you know that they're really well off at tackle right now with Christian Jones and Kelvin Banks. The question is on the interior, um, and so from guard center guard, Jake Majors is is a three year starter for Texas, but he's not necessarily the exact type of center you want for a power run game uh, that Sark likes to run with duo and stuff like that. So I feel like Bucky that, that they are in a situation where the center of that, the guard center guard lineup is what's going to get taken uh, Mm -hmm. really identified and figured out. The one thing I will say is Hayden Connor who started at guard last year was actually running center as a backup to, to Jake majors on Saturday. And so that may have caused some some uh, consternation in the run game as well. But you still so, feel good about Jake Majors uh, I, going into his his senior year. I mean he's he's been there for a while. He's he's only so big and he can only get so strong. But he's a leader and he knows what they're trying to do offensively. He can guide you in the right direction. Oh yeah, I mean it's just nobody's perfect, right? I yeah. mean it's it's if you have a he has a bunch of strengths. So don't I'm not trying to, to denigrate him at all. It's just he's not necessarily that power, sure. big, six foot four, six foot five, three hundred and twenty five, three hundred thirty pound center that Sark and Kyle Flood have used before successfully. Right, and that, I, I feel like if you look at it the way I do, is um, they've got to get through this. Like, look, they didn't come in with a great offensive line group. Uh, Sark didn't arrive there, and that's one of the things that they've improved so greatly. Um, and I think eventually they'll get there with the guys that they already have on campus, some of the guys they're recruiting still. I, I feel like they'll eventually get to that ideal spot, but as of right now, they're still trying to work themselves into that. I would right? agree a year away, yes. Which is the move, year you move into the SEC. Yes. Is it good enough to win the Big 12 this year? We'll see. And I do think Sark did say afterwards, we you know, spring we can experiment with some things. So let's see Hayden Connor at center in live action, how that looks. Because obviously Jake Majors is the likely starter, but you know, one injury and you need somebody who can go in there and take that spot and, and keep the thing moving. Uh, but at least there are bodies and there are options and there are guys that can develop here uh, on that offensive line. I agree with you about the tackle situation. Hey, back to the defense, Bobby. Bobby Burton is with us inside Texas on three sports. You know, we mentioned Moore Ojimo and Keandre Coburn, and you know, I think we were all 
I don't want to say shocked, but really surprised to see their performance in their last year. I mean, they were kind of kind of thought we knew what they were, and then all of a sudden they blew up and had great seasons last year in the interior. Both will be drafted coming up next weekend, and uh, I don't know that we would have thought that before the season began. Can we have that type of blow, uh, you know, you know, acceleration for a guy like Alfred Collins? I mean, I, or, or you know, we know his ceiling is higher than either of those two guys if he gets this thing going with Bo Davis and another year. Do you think Alfred Collins is poised to have a big year? I, I do, and one of the reasons why is I think Pete Kwiatkowski now can – last year, Alfred Collins was not in a place where Texas, Texas could really trust him. And I don't, I don't want to say this the right way because it's not like he was a bad guy or something like But But his, he physically wasn't there yet as a defensive tackle. He, still, he was still a defensive end in his mind in some ways, right? Yes. Now he's had a year at defensive tackle, knows what he's trying to do, Pete Kwiatkowski can start using him on more loops, more try to get more one-on-one situations for Alfred Collins from the interior, um, from a pass rush standpoint. So I think Alfred Collins's buy-in is going to help Alfred Collins become a more effective and impactful player. Uh, they'll run more loops with him. They'll run more stunts. And I feel like that is where Alfred Collins can shine uh, because he is a he is a pass rusher more than a run stopper at the same time he has to be able to do both for to play the position he needs to play yeah he just needs some success and, and feel it I mean he, you have to obviously you have to work at getting success but if, if he if he gets it if he gets a player or two that may change his whole trajectory yeah I you, you get my point though yeah last year he was still debating right. what he was kind of a little bit and now that the, the co- when the coaches can rely on a player, it changes how a coach coach mm-hmm. coaches. I mean, that's just the reality. And I think that they feel like nowadays they, they're starting to be able to rely on Alfred Collins, and that's going to help him become a more impactful player and hopefully, to, to Aaron's point, you know, lead into this year that I think that he is poised to have right now. I mean, well, if it's, more, if, right if it's more technique than it is motor, that's, that's okay because you'll get that part of it. You know, if, if your motor's – you know, and when people have, when they think of you, man, you're trying techniques, but everybody says, "Well, your motor's not running fast enough." That's what stinks. But if it's more technique, he'll he'll learn the technique. I mean, he's he's old enough now to get the technique of what he's trying to do in the position he's playing. But you got to have the motor. You just have to. That's just you have to have that. Nobody's going to teach you how to have a a good motor on the football field. That's you. Yeah, I, and I feel like that's. You know, when I go back to, to – I listened to every Sark press conference. I'm sure you guys did too. Mm-hmm. Um, Sark said something on the Thursday before uh, the spring game that I thought was very uh, revealing. He said, it, this is starting to feel like his team. Mm-hmm. He, he looks around the room and guys are having fun, uh, but at the same time they're kind of wired in, right? Right. And that's – he said that for the first time, that's starting to feel like the predominant feeling as opposed to what do I, what's around door number three or what's behind door number three, right? He's, not, he's no longer worried about some things that, for, frankly, he didn't have the answers to a year ago or especially two years ago. Right. And I think, I think guys like Alfred Collins, Tavondre Sweat, Jalen Ford, Jake Majors, uh, Christian Jones, they're answering those questions for him, right? And and guys like that, I just named five or six, you know, seniors or uh, high-level juniors 
that are kind of leading the team from their own position group, right? Jade Barron, Jaron Thompson. Those guys are a little bit different. Um, and I think that that gives a coach uh, more confidence and allows him to be coach maybe more on the finer points. Sure. I mean, uh, it's, you, and when you're spending your time having to coach the coaches on how to get the guys going, that gets to be old. You know, I mean, it's, it's nice when, the, when, when your players understand what the assistant coaches is and the head coach doesn't have to coach the assistant well, and coaches. you have guys in each position yeah. group, like you mentioned, Bobby, and Jalen Ford at linebacker who kind of – Oh, Barron. Yeah, Barron. Those guys have success And now. they kind of coach their own position group through the – you know, and that, that helps the coaches, uh, to your point. Bobby Burton is with us. Bobby, you've covered recruiting forever, I mean, 30-plus years. Uh, how much – is there a way you can put in a, a percentage or just generalize on how much all this B. John Robinson hype and the Longhorns in the draft and Roshan Johnson, it's been so long since there's been any of that – how much does that help Sark on the recruiting trail? He hadn't had a trouble with it, but when you're talking about the classes of 24 and 25, I have to assume that resonates. Seeing Bijan on ESPN so much, and you know Roshan getting so much, you know, you know positivity, it's it's good that that's back in the in the uh, national conversation. Yeah, and, and more as much or more than that, Aaron. I think it's about development in general. Yeah, I mean J- Jalen Ford um, was not considered a high ranked recruit coming out. You look at him now, he's a possible second rounder next year if he has a good year and, and does all the right things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Healthy, you know, all those prerequisites. Uh, Jade Barron, another guy. Uh, you start looking at guys that they have developed, Christian Jones, um, over time. And The Athletic came out with a, an article yesterday or the day before that looked at, you know, what, what – teams have done with the prospects and players they've had over the last 10 years. Well, Texas performed very poorly in that regard um, uh, overall. However, it didn't take this small sample size of the next two or three or the last two or three years where I think Texas has kind of proven that they can develop players. Steve Sarkeesian has proven that he can, can build on those guys. And so I, I feel like, with, with the way Sark recruits and has been successful with the way things are going and the possible year that they can have this year, if they stay focused, the ball bounces their way, right way a couple times. I, I feel like they've got it set up to where Texas can finally get back to where Texas wants to be. Yeah, I, I, and I'm excited, Bobby, the fact that Jordan Whittington decided to come back and you know lose a little bit of weight because he has a toughness about him and and that at that in that wide receiver room that I think that will you know permeate to guys like Cook because I think as I, I've said since now watching this kid run around that he's going to make Texas fans get out of their seat every time he touches the ball he's that kind of player but I think that's because of a kid like Jordan Whittington seeing how tough he really really is but I think that brings a certain toughness about the rest of that whole uh, wide receiver room I, I agree and, and and we haven't even. We talked all, all this time, right, Bucky, and we didn't even mention Jordan Whittington, who's another guy that leads by example in large ways. And he made it through um, a healthy year last year. Yeah, and made it first year healthy. Also, I think that people are starting to pick up on the value of him as a perimeter blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, his toughness is really helping in that regard. You add a guy in like A.D. Mitchell out of the portal who makes this spectacular one-handed grab. Uh, in the spring game, but also was a regular um, uh, pass catcher for Quinn Ewers throughout spring and, and had a really nice s- 
spring game overall. You add him to Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington, and all of a sudden you're looking at a very experienced, uh, talented receiver group. Each one of those guys can take it to the house. And, and I feel like, look, it, it's going to be it's going to come down to some quarterback play. I think for Texas this year, I think the defense may be the best Texas defense we've seen in, I mean, literally ten years. I, it, that's that's how good I think they can be. They are probably a singular pass rusher away from being that type of dominating defense that we just haven't seen. Well said, and that's been our our conversation here, Bobby. I'm sure you are too over at Inside Texas. It's uh, you know we've started calling it the all gas no excuses year. I mean at this point, the I mean it's it's all gas no. There's no reason not to win the Big Twelve this year that you can find on paper. They don't play it on paper, but you you said it. It's going to be about quarterback play and Quinn Ewers rising the, to to the level they need him to 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 win those close games. And Sark, quite honestly. Rising and raising his level in the in the fourth quarter of football games to to win some of these close games they let get away last last season. I, I agree, and not just last season, but the year before when when they really had those problems in the second half. I think they uh, they like I I will say this. Um, I thought they performed well in the second half of games in the second half of last year. Baylor is a, is an example, right? Um, that game was close at halftime. Texas pretty much manhandled Baylor in the second half. Um, uh, if it weren't for a uh, interception slash fumble touchdown, uh, Texas wins that game even bigger than they did. Uh, they they literally took it to them. Part of that was the defenses growing up. I thought that the second half of the year, uh, they really played well in the second half of the games, uh, and the offense became more uh, a little bit more consistent. Uh, and, you know, I, I think back to the Iowa State game uh, where Texas is down in the fourth quarter. They come back, uh, and Quinn Ewers throws a touchdown pass to Xavier Worthy on a fourth down play. Iowa State gets the ball back and is moving, uh, but Anthony Cook hits the quarterback, and they create a fumble. Uh, Jalen Ford jumps on it, and the game's over. I felt like Texas played the second half better last year. But I also think that, that it's a learning process for this team. I mean, yeah. it, learning how to win. Yeah, I, and, and Bobby, when you say yeah, that, it, you, you, I look at, look at the head coach. You know, he, says, he, says the thing, he said the things he's talking about, they look like the team that I, that I can envision. And those are, you know, a lot of head coaches won't say that. I mean, they'll just wait it out year three, year four. I think we have the kind of team we want. But for a head coach to come out and say, this is the team he envisioned, they, they, they walk, they talk, they hold, they, the whole thing. But to me, till they get to the games when they, where they have to prove that they trust him, I think he can trust them now because I think they're really good, talented players. But does this, does this group trust the head coach yet? That's when he says the coach has to do some things. I believe that's that's important too because when they start to trust, when the when the players start to trust the head coach or the play caller or the guy in charge, I think that makes it a lot easier. Yeah, and, and he's the one getting paid five million a year, Bucky. Yeah, I forgot that part. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's uh, that's literally his job, right? And yes. I, I feel like, um, you know, if you look at the Big Twelve, y'all talked about this. I think the only team of the two teams that I I think have a real shot at the Big Twelve besides Texas are actually Kansas State, who returns the returning Big Twelve champ, right? Uh, as well as uh, Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech is going to be pretty good this year too. Uh, they got their quarterback coming back. They've they've had two good seasons in a row. Um, so I, I feel, 
you know, Texas is positioned in that upper half or upper trio, I think, um, right now, the Big 12. And I, and I really, I just feel they have to come together uh, and put it all out there on the field. Um, and, and I think good, good things are going to come. They, we have new teams coming into the Big 12, obviously. Central Florida has its quarterback coming back. I think Cincinnati is going to be a little bit down. U of H uh, is in, as well as BYU. And Texas plays, of course, BYU and U of H this year. Let me get so, your thoughts, man, Bobby, on – Oh, we got we to get we're way quick, late. Yeah, we were, we're late. I'm sorry about that. Bobby, uh, we appreciate it, my friend. We could go on, obviously, and we, pre- we will go on at a further point down the road, but we're uh, out of time at the bottom of the hour. But uh, great stuff, as always. Find Bobby at on-site, uh, Inside Texas and On3 Sports, and it's good to see you last weekend. Have a great weekend. Good job, man. You're the best. Right. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Bucky. All right, Bobby Burton. Uh, we approach 830. We've got the ties in there yeah, yelling at me. Yeah, can go. Uh, we will. Uh, well, he's got great intel, great insight, good, calm conversation about the Longhorns and where they stand going into the 2023 offseason towards the season. Uh, we will come back. When we do, we'll hit uh, back into the, the thoughts of Bobby. Also, we'll, uh, I want to play a piece of sound from Jordan Whittington. You may have heard it. You guys talked about Jordan and his return. Uh, he got pretty emotional when he was interviewed by the LHN after the game about what led him to come back and make the decision to be back as part of the leadership group of this Longhorn team. Let you hear that coming back. Plus, Craig Way has his report, Gossip and Blitz, for the end of the hour on a great Friday morning. It's Bucky and Aaron. Appreciate Bobby Burton. Good stuff. Uh, if you're a Texans fan and wondering what the Texans may do in the draft, we'll hit that coming up next hour with John Harris, HoustonTexans.com. He's got his new draft guide out. Pretty dang thorough. We'll talk to Johnny about uh, that and the Texas players in this draft. Always a good convo. Also today, in addition to being the day before Jack Nichol- Nicholson's birthday, which we had some fun with, also tomorrow is Earth Day. Today is San Jacinto Day, Buck. You didn't take Texas history because you were living in Pennsylvania. But today is the day. The Battle of San Jacinto, April the 21st, 1836. Took down Santa Ana. Uh, Battle for the Texas Revolution. Oh, yes. Texas won its independence from Mexico this day. That was my favorite class in school. Was Was it it? it taught by a coach? No. I've told you all on this show before that it was a pretty attractive young woman was my Texas history teacher. Did she end up arrested? She was not one of... (laughs) The teachers that I had that got arrested, no. Oh, man. What a life you've lived. Every, every boy's dream, though. Every boy's dream. Well, that's today, April the 21st, and it's a busy day. We've got a lot coming up. Craig Way has his report. We'll load up the Blitz before the top of the hour. Talk draft with John Harris next hour. Uh, coming off of the conversation with John with uh, Bobby, you guys talk. You know, as Bobby was rattling off, it is true that you know when Sark says – this team sounds like me. One of the reasons is the you know the coaching staff continuity, without a doubt, to have the same coaches for your position and your coordinators year by year. That hasn't changed except for a couple. And then you've got these returning players who have played a lot of football under these coaches, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he mentioned you know, Jordan Whittington had a chance to move on. He's back uh, to kind of anchor the leadership realm of the wide receiver room. Uh, along with Xavier Worthy, and now A.D. Mitchell joins the crowd. Isaiah Nayer is an older player. On the offensive line, Christian Jones returned and made the decision to come back. And he, along with uh, the young prodigy Kelvin Banks and Jake Majors, can provide the leadership in that room. Tavondre Sweat could have moved on with Mora Ojimo and Keandre Coburn. He came back with that extra year. He can be an anchor there, along with a senior like Alfred Collins and Byron Murphy, who just brings it every single day. Jalen Ford at linebacker, and we know they have depth and veteran players in the back end. That just helps a lot, Buck. You coach a lot of teams. If you have a, if you're a coach and you've coached this player for two or three years, 
He knows what to expect from you. You know right. what to expect from him. That's what I mean by the, your assistants have to, you know, you start yeah. to get to the part where you're not having to coach them. Well, we got to get more out of this guy in this certain way. Well, you know, the, it, the players start to police each position sure. group at the top. And because, you know, by now, uh, Tavondre Sweat knows what Bo Davis is looking for. And if, Absolutely. If a young guy's not doing it, hey, you guys need to fall in line. Coach is going to get pissed here in a second if you're not Absolutely. getting this right. And coming, you know, peer to peer. That's a more powerful type of leadership, and that's when you hear the words player-led. And to me, that does come from older players. It also comes from consistency on the coaching staff. Uh, and then, you know, acquiring talent. you got to be able to bring in good players. But let's hear Jordan Whitty. I thought this was really interesting. I, I talked about Jordan. He, he sat with the LHN guys after the spring game. He had a big game, right? Caught balls, short passes, and took them took deep and looked like a running back after the catch. Uh, he admitted in this interview that he was down to 202. He played about 215 last year, so down 15 pounds. He wants to be quicker and more explosive with the ball in his hands. But this was good. Michael Griffin, and it turns out that Michael had talked to Jordan about this previous, and so Michael kind of set him up, kind of knowing what the answer should be, and he wouldn't let him not tell the truth. Well, here's Jordan. Here's Michael Griffin asking him a question, and then Jordan Whittington gets a little bit of emotional talking about the decision he made to be back here wearing the bird orange and why he made it. What made you decide to stay? Oh, man, it was so one of the factors, which is I'm going to be vulnerable right here, one of them was fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know how, and I'm writing a, I'm writing a thing about this. I'm gonna try to get put in the Players Tribune. But one was fear. I didn't know exactly what I would do if it didn't go my way. I wasn't prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was I've always wanted to win the Big 12. I think this year we're gonna do something really special. So that was another one. And then, other than that, man, I just felt like I had more to prove. I think last year I left a lot of stuff on the, um, on the plate, on the table, and. Uh, to use a metaphor, kind of like if an animal was against the wall and he had a door out. I think last year I took the door, the doorway out, mm-hmm. and then now there's nothing there. So I gotta fight. I gotta do everything that I can do to get out, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. So that is a very yeah. candid and that humble answer. Is- <laughs> no, because you remember I saw you one time. We had this conversation, yeah, 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 yeah. and you was I'm like, ah, and I was like, right, I know. didn't take full advantage. And, so I, now and I asked yeah. you, what was you all? What? All right, so there's Jordan. Yeah, Whittington. I mean, it's not easy. I mean, here's a guy who's been battling more injury more than anything. You know what I mean? The fact that can I stay healthy enough to help my football team in a year? I'm, I'm, I've been often hurt. So, I mean, the guy just went through a whole year. He made it right through. So his that guy's confidence has to be sky high because he's always had the ability. You know, it's just yeah. the fact that he's had some, some injuries. injuries. You know, and last year – you know, he's, you know, Xavier Worthy's hurt. He's, you know, why isn't he catching more balls? Well, uh, you know, well, there's reasons for that. Same time, Jordan Whittington just told you that sometimes last year he feels like, feels like he maybe took the, the easier path, not the harder path, right? He felt like there was, and now he's going to be locked in. He wants to win the Big 12. Uh, so Jordan Whittington. Yeah, he sounds like a guy who will go over to the quarterback and say, hey, I'm open. Throw the ball there, please. Well, now Quinn Ewers knows him better. And, sure. you know, that whole thing, the passing game improvement, I think should be pretty noticeable, and we saw it on Saturday this past week. By the way, speaking of more football, if you didn't get enough last weekend, you know there are spring games this weekend, including Alabama. We've told you that this week. Alabama will have their spring game tomorrow. That's at 2 o'clock. I'm sure you can find it on ESPN. Oh, yeah. Or somewhere. <laughs> All uh, day long. ESPNU or whatever, they'll have it. Uh, Texas plays Alabama week two, and it, there's a lot to look for when you're watching that. Of course, Alabama's breaking in a new offensive coordinator and a new quarterback. A lot of new players for Nick Saban, so you'll get a look at them tomorrow. Texas Tech, you just heard Bobby Burton say, thinks is one of the two contenders outside of Texas for the Big 12. Uh, they have their spring game tomorrow. And Texas State, G.J. Kinney. His era begins, the uh, maroon and gold scrimmage town at Texas State tomorrow. So if you need to get out and see some football, in addition to all the baseball that's going on and the hoops, 
get down there. Is the Big 12 running through Lubbock still? There's a possibility. Well, Lubbock, Lubbock has to come to Austin this year. This oh. is a this is a road is that trip that late in the season Tech. where you? I think it's pretty early. What's what's the Texas Tech schedule? That's the last game of the year. I last think. game of the year. That's right. That's oh. right. That's right. Um, I like that. Oh yeah, could be. Could be. All right. So yeah, I, as this one as this texter says about maximizing Jay Witt. I mean, I don't think you maximized your great running back last year, but you have to maximize this guy right here because he'll stay healthy for you for another year. You got to. I well, mean, this is what I talk when about. he's healthy, he's he's pretty damn good. I think that's what we talk about with matchups, right? They, if Jordan Whittington is that locked in and down 20, 15 pounds, and A.D. Mitchell is what we saw him, and X-Man's healthy, and Isaiah Nayer and Jonte Cook, <sighs> I mean, how do you, I mean, there's not many defenses that can match up with that. We didn't even mention Jatavion Sanders in the passing game. Like you, it's a math equation. You, one of those guys is going to be a lot better than the guy covering them. That's just a fact because they're too talented and not. I mean, the teams in the Big Twelve don't go four deep at corner uh, to cover those those type of players, and so you're just finding the matchup and you're finding the one that favors you in a, in a key spot. And I think that makes Texas a really good offense. And then if Bobby Burton's right, and this is the best defense they've had fielded in ten years, well, now you got a pretty good team. And again, it's the all all gas no excuses year for the Texas Absolutely. Longhorns. Uh, we'll come back when we do. It's uh, your time. Good blitz yesterday. We know we you guys screwed it up pretty bad earlier in the week on Wednesday. Brought up good yesterday. Let's see if we can finish the week strong. Coming next, first Craig. Where you get that from? Did someone to tell you that? Did someone to tell you that? Because I ain't for no games. Okay. No games. Just the gossip. Brought to you by the icy cold Bud Light skis. The weekend is here, so enjoy them smart and safe. But it's do it with the number one selling light beer in the uh, state of Texas, in this country, and all over the world. It is. Uh, they also are presenting Bud Light, the uh, te- the Texas State spring game tomorrow. Uh, so they'll be down there in San Marvelous getting ready for some football for G.J. Kinney. Hey, Buck, the uh, the gossip, here we go. This isn't gossip. This is breaking news from the NBA. Coming down just now, we've got some breaking news, Ty. The Toronto Raptors, not surprisingly, have fired their coach, Nick Nurse. That guy won a championship, did he not? With the Kawhi yes. Leonard. Nick Nurse fired. Heard Houston's interested. That's some gossip. Houston would be interested. Here you go. And Ty said he'd like the Mavericks to fire Jason Kidd. Mavericks haven't fired Jason Kidd yet. What's going on there? Unless I missed that, which I didn't. I don't think like, I wasn't Jason Kidd like checked out at the end of this year? I mean, that, that was that was the feeling from the fan base for sure. The heck's going on in Dallas? Wasn't that long ago? To our, his, when he was getting that job, was listening to his uh, media press conference. Didn't seem like. Seemed like about three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, this this year was his third year. Was it really? Wow. Well, your best player is what? Fred Van Vliet. Oh, you talking about Nick Nurse or Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd. This oh. just yeah, I think yeah. This third year. Third second or third year. Third year. Okay. Yeah. Hey. But yeah, Fred Van Vliet, Toronto Raptors, Scotty Barnes. They have a young core. They, I think the front office just didn't like the fact that he was talking about his his future while he was still under contract in Toronto. Ooh. Hey, the uh, Billboard magazine. Yesterday was 420. Ty, did you have a good 420? Did you do anything fun? I, I did. I enjoyed myself. I got with my <laughs> girlfriend, uh, recorded some podcasts, there you like go. I said earlier, and I got some Whataburger. Cap off the night. Woo. Hey, now. Uh, so Billboard Magazine put out the top 25 songs about weed all time. And they, I hear are the top 10. How many of these do you know, Ty? Rick James has a song called Mary Jane. Yeah. Yes. 3-6 Mafia, Stay High. Yeah. Peter Tosh, Legalize It. I played that yesterday. Yep. Yes, you did. Missy Elliott, Pass That Dutch. I don't know that Sublime one. Sublime with a song called Smoke Two Joints. I played that one yesterday. Cypress Hill, Hits, 
from the ball. I played that yesterday. <laughs> you did? Uh, that's why I'm doing this, because you were we were on point yesterday. Black Sabbath, Sweet Leaf. Played that yesterday. Lunitz. I got five on it. I love or that Lunis. song. Yeah, that's... They played that Zay at Texas play, game. played that yesterday. Mighty Diamonds, Past the Coochie. I haven't heard... I've never heard of that one. In the next episode, Dr. Dre featuring Snoop oh, Dogg, yeah. Nate Dogg, and Corrupt. I didn't realize that song was about marijuana, but okay. There you song. go. Hey, now. Give me the... Pass the weed. What is it, that Stephen A. Smith soundbite we have? Don't smoke weed. Stay off the weed. Stay off, that's what he says. Stay you off don't have weed. to get high. I'll say that. But you can. But you can. It helps with anxiety. Well, it's just like you. You don't have to drink, but if you do it to excess, you probably shouldn't. That's absolutely right. You know? But if you can just have a, a toke here and there. Take the edge off, man. Take the edge off. Heck, one of my favorite Twitter accounts is a place called Front Office Sports. It's a Twitter, and um, you know who they had a feature on yesterday on 420 in honor of it? You know who it is. Ricky Williams. <laughs> they did it. Yeah, well, they talk about how his, uh, his affinity for the, uh, for, the, for the ganja has led him into a great business of... Uh, you know. I, I must have driven Zay mad because when he was, they were talking about smoking yesterday, I said, listen, get high on Jesus. I know he, he, didn't, he stopped right there. He didn't, get, he didn't hit me back on that. Joel Osteen. There you go. Think he smokes weed? Who, Joel? Yeah. I don't know. He's probably got a little something, something in the back. <laughs> didn't Jesus smoke a little hemp? It's now. He created him. created him. Former Heisman Trophy winner and NFL redback Ricky Williams says cannabis has had a significant impact on his life both during football and afterwards. He was a feature of front office sports. Looking good. Grandpa Ricky Williams, by the That's way. That's right. Grandpa. Gramps. I love that, Gramps. I'll leave the tie story alone. Let's go to the Blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck. The half under factory warranty in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. All right, first Blitzer, you're up. Hey, you can stop sucking Sooners down comparing Oh no, the phone no good. That guy, he waited and then his phone cracked out on Come him. Come on, now. understand a word he said. Big dog. Next blitzer, you're up. Coach. Yes, sir. Yeah, so you know how Midget Murray had put in his contract that he couldn't play video games and he had to study the playbook? Well, <laughs> allegedly, uh, the Mavericks are negotiating with Lumpy Luca and they want him to stay away from stuff your face corral. <laughs> oh my God. Next blitzer, you're up. Reports out of Alabama, inconsistent play at quarterback, and Nick Saban is screaming his head off. Look for the spread to increase to 10. Yes. Wow, 10. Well, look, if you talk to Notre Dame fans, they weren't big fans of Tommy Reese as the offensive coordinator, and that's who Saban has brought in to run the offense, and they're breaking in a new QB. By the way, the Colorado game will be on ESPN. Prime this time. Prime time. Next, Blitzer, you're up. The the year. Now or never. Walk, the walk, no talk. No talk, just walk. All gas, no excuses. Next blitzer, you're up. Hey, Bucky. Hi. Bucky. Yes? You heard about that seaweed floating around in the ocean? Seaweed, yeah, yes. Yeah, the big yes. Yeah, that's Mother Earth letting her bush grow out just <laughs> like mine. <laughs> oh, is that Pam? Next blitzer, you're up. That's funny. 
Wow. Last Blitzer, you're up. Hey, them straw sucking Sooners are in town comparing Stark to them dumbass Aggies. <laughs> Bucky, thanks for that first Big 12 championship. And them Sooners can suck. <laughs> suck? His dog. Shut it down! His dog's down Let's in the Sooners. Go! Lose our license because of him one of these days. Oh, my goodness. Sooners are in town. Oh, you spring game this weekend? It is. Uh, I, I know. Oh, you Mark's called in a few times on the board. It is. So. ESPN Plus. Yeah. Texas Tech's game is not. What are they they're fixing up Jones Stadium? What are we doing? They're fixing up Jones Stadium. They are? Yeah, big renovation. Big, big one, renovation. Huh? Cool. Hey, we come back. It is uh, more draft talk, more weekend talk, no more Bush talk. <laughs> Maybe Reggie Bush. We doing on the Blitzy Day? That's like X-rated almost, or R-rated for sure. Hey, so when we come back, it'll be uh, John Harris as well talking draft. He's got his new draft guide out. Also, might try to give some clarity on what the Texans are doing with uh, two and twelve and thirty-three, and are they going to take a quarterback or not? It's being on the horn. <laughs> 